You're listening to The Dime Podcast, Business Simplified. For so many listening, we're guessing you didn't start your business so you could run and keep the books. We're guessing you did not take on becoming an entrepreneur, a manager, or a leader because you love writing systems and processes or scheduling and tracking. Of course not. Running a business is not why you started your business, or it's not why you accepted the position to lead. You have a passion for a product, an idea, for people, and a lot of this business of running the business is just getting in the way of the real reason you started your business. The Dime Podcast is here to help. We want to help simplify and clarify all the detail work of running your business so you can focus on the real reason you started your business. My name is Rob Lott, and I'll be your host for these conversations. Let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to the Dime Podcast. I am Rob. That is Ben sitting right over there. This is part two of a, of a two-part conversation. If you missed the previous conversation, uh, go on back because there is there's going to be some valuable information in regard to the difference between what is what we call write-offable. <laughs> and, uh, or rather what I call write-offable, Ben uses the correct government, governmental, a- academic, and uh, accounting terms. Which I is, just say, which is write-offable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so what is write-offable? But then on this month's podcast, we are talking about what is reimbursable. And so the difference, and Ben, let me know if I get this right. So the difference is for what is write-offable, that is, the government decides that. The government, the IRS, they say, here are the things that we deem are write-offable. You can bring us all these receipts, and we will say, yes, 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 no, 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 here are the things. But when it comes to reimbursable, that is within the company, and that is up to you as the leader, as the business owner. Am I right on that? Am I supposed to say yes? I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking. <laughs> well, uh, honestly, the answer is probably not correct. Okay. You're, you're actually not correct. <laughs> well, see, um, I'm glad I brought this up. And for everybody, <laughs> no, because I'm, I am, well, okay. So in your terms, Ben, what would you say the difference of write-offable and reimbursable is? Yeah. So the, it's, a, it's actually a good question. I'm glad we're starting with this because an expense that the organization pays for, you know, an expense that they pay for is actually write-offable by the organization. So any expense that's write-offable, to use your terminology, write-offable, <laughs> is also reimbursable. So they're synonymous. Really? They are. Okay. So, you know, if you if you think about a profit and loss statement. And most people don't even know what that means, but it shows your income at the top, all of your little expenses, and then how much money you have left over. That's your profit or loss, right? All of those expenses are technically considered write-offs from the IRS's perspective. So what is reimbursable would fall into that category of an expense, and therefore it must be a write-offable expense in order for it to be reimbursable. So help me understand. Some people know, uh, Ben, you and I grew up going to the same church. 
Right. And uh, they're in Ohio. And I remember, you know, we, we were, we had very good close relationships with our, with our youth pastors. And one of the things that they were told, uh, and I found this out later, one of the things that they were told was, hey, if you want your lunch to be paid for by the church, take a student out to lunch. <laughs> What is not going to be paid for is you going out with one of the other youth pastors, going out with one of the other uh, employees of the church. That's not going to be covered because we give you office space. We give you time to do the work, have the meetings. We're not going to pay for a lunch amongst colleagues unless you can prove that you just, there literally, literally, truly was no other time, no other space to meet uh, except for lunch. And so, uh, but if you want it to be paid for, take a student out to lunch. And so, Ben, you and I were, uh, we benefited quite a bit from this. Oh, we, yeah. both got to, we both got to go out to have all kinds breakfast of free lunches, and, breakfast, oh, yeah. dinners, all kinds of things. Uh, <laughs> because they, the youth pastors, the interns, uh, you know, they were like, hey, listen, I don't have any money. Uh, <laughs> somebody else needs to pay for this. And if it just means bringing along one of these kids, uh, <laughs> one of these students. So uh, the reason I bring that up is because it was values driven. That's right. Um, that the youth department said, hey, listen, we want you to have good, healthy, solid relationships and to build influence with these students. And one of the best ways to do that is to buy them, buy them a slice of pizza and check in with them and see how their life is going. Well, we and, will pay for that. We will cover that. And to that point, it worked. Absolutely. It worked for me and it worked for you. Yeah. And, and we still have relationships with those pastors and those interns even yeah. that, that took us to lunch or breakfast or whatever. Yeah. And um, so it, it worked in carrying out their, their vision and their, you know, their mission and what they were trying to do. So part of why I bring it up and why I feel like there's a, I understand what you're saying, black and white, that there's not a difference between write-offable and reimbursable. But I guess in terms of explaining to your employees, if you're the leader of the organization and you need to let them know what is going to be reimbursable, what is what is not going to be reimbursable, you got to have a conversation around values of the organization and what That's are the right. you know what are what are the values of the organization and what are the costs associated with those values. Right, and if you listen back on any on uh, some of our old podcasts, we've talked a lot about budgeting and creating your mission, your value system, that sort of thing explaining that clearly to employees so they understand what their what's expected of them what their role responsibility is etc so all of this should be should relate to each other so if you have a value of taking you know students to lunch or building relationships with students and you build a budget that says we would like our pastors to take students to lunch and so we're going to create a budget line item for lunches for pastors, then you're funding the vision, which is building relationships with students, right? And so that's the ultimate goal here is create that vision, cast that strategy and that vision, create a budget around that, and then reimburse your staff for spending the money to do those things, right? Yeah, yeah. Where this does get sticky sometimes, though, in uh, this is especially in the nonprofit uh, church space is where donors question or donors wonder or don't know what those values are. Mm -hmm. And they see the church or the nonprofit doing certain things and saying, wait, I donated to them and now they're going and spending the money on these things. Why are they doing that? 
And that's where it gets a little bit sticky and where the church or the nonprofit should really do a better job of casting that vision to the congregation or to the donors as well. Yeah, I've heard of, um, I think it's L.L. Bean. You know, they, they provide apparel for adventure travel. And so, because of that, because that is something that is important to them, is a value to them, they have a whole budget and they will reimburse their employees for traveling and testing out their apparel, uh, testing out the, the pants and the coats and the, the boots and all, all the different stuff. They, they have a budget line item for that. I also know Lululemon, they value being fit, staying in shape, and having a lifestyle that is uh, healthy. And so they will reimburse their employees for uh, for doing workout classes and yoga and you know any, anything like that. And again, it's values driven. And if your yeah your donors, your investors, if they know what those values are, they're not going to have a problem with where that money is being spent in order to maintain the operation of the company, of the business, of the organization. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Communicating the values not only to the people, your employees uh, that are working alongside you, working underneath you, but also the the people who are supporting the work of the organization, communicate those values so that there aren't any questions later about, hey, wait a second, I see that there's um, $10,000 allocated for massages. What's that all about? <laughs> yeah, so that, again, this is all, they all relate to each other. And uh, it starts with a vision, then a strategy, and then a budget to fund the strategy, which helps accomplish the vision. And then casting that vision to the congregation of the church or the donors or the the people involved in the nonprofit or the, the business, whatever, and casting that vision to them, sharing that strategy with the stakeholders, the employees, the people involved in the organization, the day-to-day operations of the organization, and then empowering them to go and be successful in uh, accomplishing their strategies by giving them the funds and the ability to to make their decisions and to do what they know they need to do to accomplish that that strategy. Let me ask you a a practical question. And uh, we may not have the exact words uh, for this just yet, but it's a practical question that I think maybe s- some listeners might have and uh, would like some guidance on how to communicate this. Given enough time, anyone will be able to make an argument as to why their particular expense should be reimbursed. Right? And yeah. And so how do we communicate what will and won't be reimbursed? Do we have a list of like, here's the stuff, here are the things that we will reimburse you for? Or is it, hey, let's have a conversation about it. You know, maybe we pull it out of a, an X factor line on the budget, uh, you know, whenever it's the weird, weird stuff that, is out of the ordinary, but absolutely is justifiable. Or do you just say, nope, here are the things, here are the, here are the five things that we reimburse for. Don't go beyond that. You know, what, what would you say about that, Ben? Yeah, good question. I think there's a handful of strategies around that. So one thing that, that a lot of churches and nonprofits do is they create a discretionary spending account. And that account is typically for leadership type people, but that uh, it allows them to make decisions on their own that are sort of not outside of the budget, but they can decide within their own budget line item what they want to spend that money on. So for example, if a pastor or a, a, a nonprofit executive doesn't have a line item for books or magazines, 
and they want to do some additional studying or additional research or uh, additional education and reading, they could use their discretionary spending for education materials or for books or periodicals or whatever. There's all kinds of things that you can put within that discretionary spending account. And as long as you hold that person responsible and accountable to staying within their budget and the discretionary spending, it shouldn't matter what they spend in there. Assuming that it's ethical and, you know, sure. right offable. <laughs> uh, so that's one strategy. Another strategy uh, that we've talked about before on the podcast, and I'm, I push this all the time, is really getting your department heads and your department leaders to take ownership of their budgets. And uh, for, for each of those department heads to work with their individual staff members to generate and create their budgets. So the staff a youth pastor or uh, you know a salesperson at a at a small business they're actually the ones that are saying i need x amount of money to do these certain things which are going to help me accomplish my goals and they they have a hand in creating that budget and so when the expense comes through and they come back and say i need reimbursed for this it's expected it was in the budget. We've already talked about it. If it's outside of the budget, then we need to have a discussion. And that's where I would say the third, the third strategy is set some pretty high level standards. You know, there are things like if you spend money, have it approved before you spend the money, because if it's unapproved, we may not reimburse you for it. If you spend money and you want to get reimbursed for it, you have 30 days or 45 days to submit the reimbursement. And if it's after that, you may not get reimbursed for it. You know, maybe list out a handful of things that would be typical type expenses like meals and entertainment and that sort of thing. Still saying you should get these approved before you spend the money to make sure we're actually in agreement with it. But if you do those things, if you have a discretionary spending, if you have a budget that everybody has had a hand in creating, and you set some pretty high-level standards, it would be a really weird situation for you to have questions about whether or not you're going to reimburse somebody for something or whether or not the employee is going to be reimbursed. Well, and it's an obvious thought, but you know the needs of when we're talking about churches, the needs of the missions department versus the needs the needs of the music department versus the needs of uh, you know the the youth department, they're going to be vastly different. So it still drives down into what are what are the individual values? Yes, here's the overall values of the organization, but what are the individual values uh, within those departments? And letting all those those decisions of what is reimbursable be built around that, uh, Ben. I enjoy asking the asking you these questions because I just enjoy the way that you simplify everything. What is the difference of a reimbursement versus the use of an expense account? Absolutely nothing. Okay, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> so if somebody has an expense account, you know, it, it kind of falls into the disc discretionary right. fund yep. where you know nobody's going to question it. But don't go over the budget. Don't go right. over what it is. Right. So my wife, for for example, she uh, worked for a big insurance company, and her job was to to get insurance agents to sell her insurance as opposed to somebody else's insurance, right? And so her job was to go visit with these people, take them to lunch, build relationships with them, help them understand how to submit applications to her system, et cetera. And she had an expense account. And they would say, you have X amount of money for your vehicle, for your cell phone, for 
uh, meals with agents and entertainment, et cetera. And they would track that and she would spend the money. She'd submit her expense report every month and she'd get reimbursed for those things. If it went outside of the budget or outside of the expectations, it was like, oh no, they're calling me into the office. <laughs> what have I done wrong? <laughs> you know, so she, she had a vested interest in making sure that she was spending money appropriately because she was either going to get reimbursed for it or not. And if she wasn't, then it came out of our pocket. And, and that's a challenge. So, <laughs> Well, and maybe that's also part of, uh, part of the difference of what is write-offable, because that is something that is, you know, the government. Again, if you get called into the principal's office with the government, um, <laughs> chances are good you're not going to jail. They're just going to say, hey, no, that's, you can't do that. But in terms of what is reimbursable, you know, if you get called into the principal's office with the company uh, in regard to what is reimbursable, you could find yourself in a situation of going, oh, now it is coming out of my pocket. Um, I'm going to have to deal with this. Now I need to go into my personal budget and figure out how to make make sense right. of this for myself. So, yeah, it is worth paying attention to. Yep. So one other thing, Rob, I wanted to bring up, and, and you and I have actually talked quite extensively about this in the past. You may not remember but when I bring up this this topic, you you will definitely remember. I wanted to just speak to donors for a minute, donors to nonprofits or churches. If you're going to make a donation to a nonprofit or church, I would encourage you to trust the leadership of that organization and uh, work to not scrutinize their individual line item expenses. One of the one of the challenges in leadership for a church or nonprofit is you've got all these relationships with people that you're you're building these relationships with people to be a part of the organization operationally, but also to give money to the organization. And when a donor comes and says, "Hey, I want to see your financials, and I want to see every single line item on the financials." it sort of hurts the relationship a little bit. It makes the leader of the nonprofit feel like you don't trust them. And sometimes there's reason for that. Other times it's, I don't know why you do it, but it loses trust. And so I would say if you're going to make a donation to a nonprofit or a church, trust the leadership and allow them to spend the money the way that that leadership feels best to accomplish the vision. And sometimes you may you may look at it and say, why in the world did that did our church just buy that big LED wall? Or why in the world did they take so-and-so out to that fancy restaurant with the money that I just donated? Trust them. They have a very specific reason for doing the things that they're doing. And, and sure, in some cases, people are mismanaging funds and making bad decisions and that sort of thing. People are human and that happens. But if they're using the money that you donated to do something Nine times out of ten, it's because they believe that that is what they're called to do and what they're supposed to do, and it's going to help them carry on their mission. So please don't scrutinize that. Let them do what they believe they're called to do with the money that they are stewarding. I've worked with a number of nonprofits, and we have, very intentionally, we have the accountability factors in place. 
And so we know, you know, when we have the budget meeting, uh, we know, okay, we've set these budgets to what makes sense for the values of the organization. And along those lines, then we have a board that approves that budget. And the board and the financial uh, committee of the board is very responsible to go through every line item and make sure that it all makes sense. So that accountability is there. And by all means, we're not saying give your money to an organization and don't worry about doing any due diligence on your part. But ahead of time, the reason that you're a donor is because you like what the organization is doing. So trust what the organization is doing. Trust that what made you uh, take note of the work that they are doing uh, all came from a good from a good place and and an accountable place. So do that due diligence on the front end for you. And once you've done that and you know you can trust the organization, then trust the organization. That's right. And and if you start to lose trust at some point, then I would encourage you to get more involved. Yeah. Join the finance team if you want. Join the whatever committee that makes the decisions for whatever it is that they're doing. Get more involved. And if you still are losing trust, then have conversations with uh, the executives of the organization. But but get get involved. Don't I'm not saying blindly give money and just let them do what they want with it, but don't give until you trust. And then once you trust, if you start losing trust, get more involved. That's great. Good thoughts, good advice. And, and then by all means, it'll, it'll help. It'll actually only strengthen the relationship with the organization that, you, right. are, that you want to be involved with. That's great. Thanks, man. Thanks, Rob. This has been a creation of Blue Trumpet Creative.